Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose. This is a show that brings women together, women who are answering God's calling in their lives every day and living in their purpose with confidence. I started this show with the purpose of bringing together a community of women who are dreaming, doing, and making an impact on the world using their talents, their gifts, and their life experience. I strongly believe that having a supportive and spirit-filled community is instrumental to starting and growing any business. I believe that women need to be united and lift each other up and help each other shine. With God as our guide, we can do anything. So are you ready to join us? Then let's do this together. Hello there, my beautiful friend. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose. You know, today I am sharing my heart with you about what I read in First Peter based on this amazing book I'm reading. And I am going to share the insights that I got, which uh, perhaps you may or may not have seen before. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to begin by reading only one part, and just this one part is really, really deep and very insightful. But if you stick to the end, I'm going to give you some tips on, and it's just going to be really short, don't worry, but at the very end, I'm going to give you some tips on how to expand your Bible study in this particular book that we are reading today. And that will help you for the rest of the month of April. So if you really love what you heard, then you can continue your Bible study in this book, and I'll give you some tips on how to do that and how to take it week by week based on the description of this book that is, has been super inspirational for me. So stick to the end and enjoy. Welcome back to Driven in Her Purpose. I'm Rosie Leonor, your host, and I'm so happy that you can join me on this very special Spirit-Filled Saturday. Spirit-Filled Saturdays is something I do every single month on the first Saturday of each month. So now that we're in the first Saturday of April, I wanted to take a moment and a few minutes to share with you what I've been learning from first Peter. Now, just like last time, just like last month, I am continuing my book, Life to the Full, the practical and powerful writings of James, Peter, John, and Jude. And if you heard me last week, I was uh, talking about wisdom based in the book of James. And today I am in First Peter. And a few days ago, I read this and it just blew me away. You know, um, I don't know if you're like me, you know, when you read the introductions of the books of the Bible, uh, usually they, they say, you know, who they're talking to and they give like a, a, a greeting of some kind, like let's say Paul, for example, so many times he, he would, uh, in, in different books, he would greet the disciples. And, and if you're like me, I kind of go through it pretty quickly because I kind of want to get to the point, right? I want to get to the meat of it. The intros are great and all, you know, but, uh, but, you know, they're, they're intros, right? Well, I'm going to tell you something that this introduction is something you want to dissect. And, and I think every introduction you should dissect because there is a meaning into it, you know, and, and I, I really have been convicted by this because I've never seen an introduction the way I see, like, I, I feel like this introduction that I did has changed my view of introductions. Okay. So, uh, I want to encourage you to just, you know, when you see an introduction, dig into it, dig deep into it, because there is so much wisdom and so much depth in each one. So for this introduction, it's in 1 Peter chapter 1, and it says, 
Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to God's elect strangers in the world scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God and the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkled by his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. All right, we're going to break this down today. So first of all, Peter is addressing God's elect, God's chosen disciples of Jesus, of course. All right, so we're going to start with that. And we're going to get into that a little in a little while um, about God's elect, because there's a lot of depth in that, right? Uh, so that that is one of the things that I got uh, most convicted about, but I'm going to share that in a little bit. But uh, I think it's awesome that he starts that way. It is an encouragement to know that he is speaking to God's elect, to us, to those people living as disciples of Jesus Christ, to Christians who love God, who are living the life that Jesus has, uh, has called us to live as making him Lord of our lives. So the first one I want to focus on, though, is strangers in the world, right? So he is saying to God's elect, strangers in the world strangers in the world scattered throughout and he names the different parts that that uh, the different places that they are scattered in okay so let's take a look at that for a moment you know when i read through this and and in to Doug, douglas jacoby's explanation who is the author of this book uh i was blown away because he goes into this and he says, you know, Peter is com comparing the feelings of estrangement and alienation uh, the disciples had to experience. So he is comparing the, the estrangement and alienation the disciples had to experience with the people in the Old Testament who were in foreign captivity, like throughout Assyria, Babylon, Persia, etc. And so, you know, through this time, in the Old Testament, God disciplined his people as he vowed he would in Deuteronomy 28. And this is straight from the book, by the way. Captivity stretched more or less from the 8th to the 6th centuries BC. And so then he asked us, he asks us a question. So Jacoby asks us a question. He says, how does it feel to be a stranger, an outsider, an alien, a non-citizen, an exile, and a nomad? Spiritually speaking, this world is not our home. I'll be honest, the very first, and I don't know if this is, this is coming into your mind right now as you're listening to this, but the very first thing I thought about when I read this was about the situation in the Ukraine currently as the time of this recording. You know, there are so many refugees right now leaving, having already have left and still are leaving the Ukraine during this time of the invasion. And so it is a time where, you know, it's, it is a, a very difficult time for so many disciples and not just disciples of Jesus, but everyone, all, everyone there. And I have personally been in prayer um, for them. And I know so many have, but beside prayer, there's so many people who have extended their arms, not only contributing monetarily to causes, like Hope Worldwide, for example, which is a, an organization that, uh, and the European Mission Society, which is organizations that our church, um, my, my personal church uh, is, is, you know, uh, uh, sponsoring. They're, they're, they started these organizations, which I'm so grateful for. They've been around for many years. And um, not only that, they're doing amazing thing through, things through Hope Worldwide, but also uh, as, as far as we're getting the information from one of our brothers there in Moldova, uh, I, I, we get constant, um, we get, we get constant updates 
through through Facebook. And it is amazing to me to know that there are people who are taking in the exiles, uh, people who are exiled and people who are being refugees right now. And, you know, right now I, I was thinking about how they will, how they're feeling, you know, I'm sure they're grateful to be safe, but I also just think about it, you know, put myself in their shoes right now. You know, they're feeling like strangers, like outsiders, like aliens, like non-citizens, like, like, like nomads, right? And, and the, you know, it has to be a challenge. I know it is a challenge. You know, praise be to God that there, there, there's help, but it is a challenge. And I thought about that. So with that said, I, I want to continue to encourage all of us to continue praying and donate what we can and donate. And, and you know, you can donate to Hope Worldwide um, if you want to, or other organizations that are reliable out there, European Mission Society, uh, or any others that you have. But I, I ask you and I beg you to continue to, to keep them all in prayer. And as I'm sure many of you are, uh, but, you know, when, when you think about this introduction, you know, it goes so deep. You know, we are strangers in his land. We, we as disciples of Jesus are strangers and we should feel like strangers. We shouldn't be blending in with the world. If we don't feel like strangers, there is a problem. I want to, I want to challenge you to think about that. Do you feel like a stranger? Do you feel like a, an exile, a non-citizen, or are you blending in with the world too much? Or maybe just a little bit, or you're starting to blend in with the world. That verse one right there, that is in itself, as you can see in this introduction, is full of richness, full of depth. And I want you to ask yourself that question right now. You know, going a little further, um, I, want, I wanted to go into now the part of God's elect. Okay. Wow. This is deep and you can spend hours on this whole thing on God's elect. But I want to just emphasize what Jacoby says here in this book. You know. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit from this paragraph here. It says, you know, this is a, this is something that many of us uh, have thought of, or many, many are thinking currently, but he's, he's keeping it real. So he says, if God foreknows or knows in advance, isn't it a bit unfair that so many are born with no hope? First, God knows in advance, like we may know the ending of a novel in advance by jumping to the final chapter. But knowing the outcome in no way means you are responsible for it. Each character decides and acts in accordance to, with his own free will. God knows the end before the beginning because he is unbound by space and time. God is just and no one will be punished or rewarded more than is deserved. Men and women who are earnestly seeking God are chosen by him on account of their willingness to come to him. God's election never overrides our own free will. In John 6, verse 44 to 45, we see that, number one, it is impossible to come to God unless he draws you. And number two, God won't draw you unless you listen to Jesus Christ. It's cooperative. You could say that God chooses those who choose him. God calls us through the proclamation of the gospel. Thus, it is impossible to hear the call without hearing and understanding the gospel. A very, ha a very handy passage on this is 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 13 to 14. You know, Calvinist theology, Douglas Jacoby explains here, Calvinist theology, basically that God has predestined you to eternal dam dam sorry, damnation or salvation. This is 
kind of the the overview of Calvinist theology that God has predestined you to eternal dam damnation or salvation. Calvinist theology misunderstands the scriptures. It discourages evangelism and cheapens the cross. It is widespread, sanctified and sprinkled. The spirit sanctifies or makes us holy, committed, obedient disciples. We have also been sprinkled by his blood. In the Old Testament, blood takes away sins. You can see Hebrew 9 verse 22. That means we are saved. When we have been saved and continue to live like disciples, we will truly have grace and peace in abundance. Few people on earth enjoy this blessing because few people are prepared to meet the cost in commitment. You know, I've read all of this from the, straight from the book, ladies. So I want to encourage you to, if you want, if you want to buy the book, please feel free to do so because this is an this is a great book, but it's also a deep book and it's challenging. You know, um, Douglas Jacoby is is not just any anybody, by the way. Okay, um, he he is uh, he's a theologist. Okay, he's he's very prepared. He actually studied at Harvard University, and he's been speaking for a very long time. He travels around the world. He's a very famous, a very uh, at least within our churches, he's very popular. Um, but I actually had the chance personally to meet him. I met him when I was trying to get restored back to God. Um, I was, you know, in the process of, I was coming back to church and I personally met him and, you know, as he was uh, speaking that day in our church and I had a conversation with him and uh, this is, this is so important for me, this, this moment with him, because I, I told him, you know, I said, you know, I'm getting restored. I'm in the process of getting restored. And I told him a little bit about, you know, my situation and what happened and how I left God. And he just, I remember he, his words of encouragement to me, I never forgot. He says, you know, he said, I want to encourage you to never steer away from God's word. He said, God's word will keep you firm and strong always. Never steer away from God's word. And I never forgot. And even as I share this, I'm getting teary eyed because, you know, those words stuck with me. This is someone who I admire very much. Um, but I felt like it was the spirit of God speaking through him as he does with many people, not just theologians, right? He does with, with so many people, but this was so impactful for me because as someone who I admire, I've read a, a few of his books. He has so many books he's written and I remembered that. And so I just want to give you some context about this person that wrote this book, because, you know, maybe the words that you just heard, some of you might strike a chord. It might be like, well, I, I don't, I don't agree or whatever. I don't know what you're thinking right now. Or maybe you're like, wow, this is awesome. This makes sense. But I want to encourage you to do your own study as well on this. God's elect. Yes, we are chosen and we're predestined. But guess what? We have free will. And the other thing too is the other calling is we get to got to know Jesus through the gospel. So this is another higher calling for us disciples of Jesus, Christians. We need to be preaching the gospel, not just our church leaders, but us. And this is a challenge for me because even though I have been right currently, I'm studying the Bible with a young, with a young lady and it's, and, you know, helping her to get to know uh, Jesus. And it's, it's amazing to me, but I feel like it's, I'm like, what, what else can I do? Because there is so much, so there's so many people who still haven't really heard the gospel. Now, everyone, a lot of people know about Christianity, but they haven't really heard the gospel, like truly the gospel. I think a lot of people, especially in our young generation, you know, they, they have this idea of church and 
unfortunately, <clears throat> and I think that you may may or may not agree, but I think that I, I do see that so many churches um, out there and, and no church is perfect, by the way, neither mine is none of them. Uh, let me disclaimer here. No church is perfect. None. But so many churches nowadays have just reared away from the true gospel or or have, are not emphasizing it. And and then or are maybe the leaders are doing so much, but the people within the churches are not. And they're living their best life or living their Jesus life and, and, and everything like that, but are not really helping others to come to Christ. And I want to challenge you and I want to challenge myself to do so, to do more. You know, I, I, I'm doing it right now technically, but I, I always feel like I can do more. You know, there's so many people around me who need to hear from Jesus. And I am being challenged by this because people are saved through faith, through the knowledge of the gospel. So again, I went a little off here, um, a little off base here, but I just, it, it was on my heart and I'm, I'm here having a conversation with you this morning. And I'm, I'm asking you and pleading with you as I am also challenging myself to take this time, take time to really reach out and help others. There's so much more to share, um, ladies, but I wanted to keep this short. And I wanted to just encourage you with this very, just with this introduction, look how deep and look how in depth this is. And if you were encouraged by this, I, I, I encourage you to, to get the book yourselves. But if you were encouraged by this, please leave a comment. Please let me know. I would love to hear from you. What, what encouraged you or what challenged you about today? What challenged you about this Spirit-filled Saturday, about this reflection that I had today in 1 Peter chapter 1? And I pray that this episode has encouraged your faith and your week and your entire month, actually. Uh, and of course, you always I always encourage you to do Every, every single day, do your own Bible study, dig into the scriptures. Listening to podcasts are great. And I love that. I personally have uh, quite a few in my library and, and I, I love it that you can join me and join, and join this podcast and join if you're watching um, on YouTube as well. I love that you can join me, but when it comes to spiritual matters, you have to you have to be able to have your relationship with God. So I encourage you every single day, whether it's morning, night, wherever, a few minutes, take time to dig into the word because I never forgot those words from Mr. Jacoby. You know, I never forgot them. And that's why I stay in my word every single day. My faith grows because I am in my word every day. So I encourage you to do the same. And two, I encourage you to reach out to others and help others to come to Christ through the gospel. Okay, well, so now I'm going to give you some tips on how to take this study a little bit further. So if you want to continue reading Peter, first Peter specifically, I'm going to give you a little thumbnail sketch of this letter. So you can take it one week at a time, one chapter at a time. Or if you want to cram it up into one whole week, chapter by chapter, that's fine too. However, you want to break it down. Everybody does their Bible study differently. So for chapter one, if you want to continue your Bible study, you can go ahead and continue reading, not just the introduction we just uh, read together, but you can continue reading the rest of the chapter. And now in this chapter, the topic is salvation, that salvation is awesome, that it's worth it, and it is yet at the same time constantly being tested, especially now in this time of persecution. So it encourages you to get focused. For chapter two, it talks about suffering being an integral part of following Jesus. Sacrifices are a part of our priesthood and persecution is to be expected. That is what chapter two is about and that is what you would get out of it. All right, and chapter three is strain is a result of such conditions. Hardship tests relationships 
strive and encourages you to strive for familial, congregational, and social harmony. It also, um, you know, it, it kind of makes a point here. It says Noah too stood his ground amidst opposition. So that should be super encouraging. And chapter four, stamina and strength are everything. Arm yourselves with the attitude of endurance. If you don't drown in the real flood of sin, then you will survive in this life's judgment. So that's chapter four, stamina. And chapter five is submission to leadership and the hands of God. So it says submission to the leaders and the hand of God is crucial. Trust God, beware of the devil. Finally, suffering is normal, yet good news, it is only temporary. So that is the rest of First Peter. So you could take it through the rest of the month, chapter by chapter. Those are the little, it's a little thumbnail sketch as um, Jacoby describes here. I think this could give you an idea of the topics ahead. You could take it one, again, one day at a time or one week at a time, depends on how deep you want to go into each book and depends on, you know, your, the time you have. So I pray that it encourages you and ladies, I'll see you in the next one. Hey sister, real quick, if you received any encouragement from this podcast, the best way you can thank me is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. The more reviews that are on the podcast, the more women that can be reached so that they can also be encouraged and inspired as they dream and do for the glory of God, just like you. May God bless you and guide you as you pursue and grow your God-given dreams.